Hello, and welcome back to Caroline's Commentary. So, I'm going to go through today's subjects that we covered in the reading and discussions of this week's class. So, uh, this, this first subject we had, we're going to divide it up to romantic, um, and then we're going to get to classical ballet as well. That's how we're going to chop it up for today. Um, so just, if you don't know anything about it, I think, not even not knowing anything, but not knowing a good part of history and idea of romantic ballet it can be hard to understand it because it was difficult for me to like thoroughly understand it without any research but so of course I had to research um but just like some main points to know that the romantic ballet is kind of like where there was emphasis on huge stories there's a lot of inspiration taken in their imagination the choreographers composers um there was subjectivity and the primacy of an individual usually um so the storylines uh we made a list and i kind of this was mine so i had like a hero story there's a hero death loss glorifying in nature i felt like that happened and then along with that, supernatural type stories, um, things, stories to do with social class, I think that was represented on stage. Um, idealization of women, um, good versus, good versus bad, mystical, um, so these all go kind of with this, um, um, type of romantic ballet, um, but most of the supernatural ballets out of like all the romantic era like that was kind of the storylines of ballets that didn't like make it through history i guess i read that a lot of them disappeared um from the forefront or were altered significantly um so for example giselle choreographed by marius pedipa in 1884 um that would be i think um That'd be the romantic ballet. Um, so, uh, romantic ballet was kind of also when technical changes started, were, were going on. So, in turn, like technical, like technology, not like physical technique. Although, yes, but no, not what I'm talking about. But with this being said, um, so thinking about how much imagination everyone used within their stories lighting became like a huge part and they could use that to their advantage in these ballets so, and so the it was the lighting was far more uh advanced um than it had been before so it would begin to enhance performances um and then on they would use it for special special effects for them you know nowadays it might be a little standard effects for us but it would be special effects for them um that they could just add to their performances so how did um the next thing i have um that we had a discussion on that i noted was on how the technique 
shifted during the Romantic era. So, um, my first answer to this was that they were soft and round. Um, and that's kind of how I would describe this whole era. Um, almost weightless, um, and, um, along with the technical mention of the lights, um, lighting techniques were used to make the dancers look lighter and softer, which I did not know before. So that's very, another thing. And to add to this softness, you also have, if you know of, like, the tutus, like, different types of tutus, um, I think the longer one is referred to romantic. Sometimes, um, it's like, it, it could be down to the ankles or mid, um, mid shin, um, just a longer, softer skirt for the ballet costume. And these skirts would also be in, like, lighter colors, or they could be in any color, but, like, if you just do, do some research, that's, um, just look up, you know, long ballet skirts, you'll get the vibe of, like, how they were made, what they looked like. Um, so, romantic era ballerinas, Marie Taglioni, Carlota Grisi, Fanny Cerrito, Lucille Grand, um, Pierina Legnani. So, these ladies, we're gonna go through them. As well, just to know a few things about them. But, um, they were kind of the, on the forefront of this. Um, and very looked up to. Um, so we have, we have Lucille Grand. Um, she was known for jumping. And she had really great fluidity and really strong ankles. Known of her strong ankles. Um... Carlota Greasy, she jumped on her toe. She was known for that in her point shoes. So that was interesting, which I've seen done, and I just don't know. I just don't know. I've never done that. I don't know if I if I want to. Um, Fanny Cerrito, she had a kid and then continued dancing. And I think she had a choreographer offer to, like, not a choreographer, but someone she worked with was, like, bring the kid here and I'll watch him or something. I read, I read something on it, but it was just, clearly ballet was her life, and yes, she had a kid due to the lack of birth control, but she just kept on, kept on going as a professional ballerina. Um, Pure, uh, Pure she is our lady who had the 32 fuetes, and this is why I now notice that we have... 40, or 40, 32 foot days sometimes in class, or like, okay, 32, or however many you can do, or 16, or 8, so it's, you know, divisible by 8, but I just noticed that consistency within my classes as well, um, and I think we have her to thank for that, <laughs> um, so, um, I think something to note overall, the romantic ballet has less tricks that can be seen, whereas in classical ballet, which we would get into, um, the limits are pushed and the technical bar was raised. Um, it can, I mean, also obviously be seen as 
a softer version of ballet classical, you could say, is more aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Um, maybe a little more um, focused on the movement. It's like I don't want to say the movement itself, but the um, the aesthetic of the whole body instead of the storyline maybe like yes you we have the stories but it's less about that i felt like there was a shift into technical i th i felt like in classical the legs got higher the jumps got bigger um lifts got more difficult um so that's something to to know and i think uh body standards were set in stone um and that's the shoes begin to change um, as well. Um, before, shoes never really supported. That's something to know. They still aren't super supportive. <laughs> um, but also, when between the Romantic and Classical era, um, there was a time where like muscles were in, like calves used to be in. If they had really big calves, people knew. Dancer, and she's probably fantastic. Um, because that's how people knew they were they were strong. Um, and so I just um, went through and like noted that. And um, I also want to note out uh, to you that um, there were also people who weren't given credit for their work um, and still haven't gotten credit, especially in the romantic area. And then within the classical, obviously, as well. But um, the biggest example, the, big, the biggest example I can think of is um, when Swan Lake was created. Um, Ivanov did not get as much credit as he deserved. Um, and then, but um, they just just because i felt like he was too much behind the scenes but i still don't think it was um fair but he you know started this um i would say almost the very beginning of when swan lake became very a very spiritual experience for the dancers and the audience um so to uh, I think it's Swan, Swan Lake has one, but um, to go with this, I had a question, and I want you to think this is think about it as well. Um, so I was thinking about the Padadas in both eras, classical and romantic. Like how how was the significance of the roles between the gen the two genders, and what influenced this? And this is on both. This is more like of a con compare and contrast but why did they end up this way um because i felt like um there was always a need for you know you had your male and your female role but i felt like classical in somewhat of a way it started to almost get not always obviously but like gender neutral started to become an idea it, it started to not be so foreign i felt like I mean, yes, you had your genders, but it wasn't so foreign. But I think, like, 
roles could be switched or whatnot. It was a lot, there was a lot more flexibility. But I think that was just the change in time. So that was my thought to that question um, that I wanted to share with you and maybe have you think on that as well. Um, so, um, yeah, that is all I think I have for you today. Um, and I will see you all next week on Friday. Have a great day.